0: Hello ladies and gentlemen, my name is Dan Michaels and welcome to the Slowdown Method Podcast. Hey everyone, hope you guys are having a wonderful day today. Just want to say thank you for joining me on another Wednesday here on my podcast. If you are a new listener, just want to say thank you for taking the time to listen to my podcast. And if you are a returning listener, I just want to say from the bottom of my heart, Thank you so much for listening, and if you feel like it, you can always share my podcast here on either Spotify, Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, or if you like, you can jump on anchor.com. That's where I record my podcast here, and I bring out new episodes every Wednesday, so make sure you share them with your friends, your family, your neighbors. Heck, you can even share it with strangers. Maybe they would appreciate it, but without further ado, let's get into today's episode. Hey everyone, thank you for joining me for another wonderful episode here in my podcast. Hope you're doing well today, like always, I hope your week's going fantastic. Not only that, I hope your Easter went really well. I got to spend it with my family, and I had the day off, so I can't complain. Uh, hopefully your day was just as great, if not better. Um, and not only that, but the last couple days have been kind of crazy for me. Uh, not crazy in a bad way, just more eventful than usual. Uh, I think it was Thursday or Friday, I got to hang out with my coworkers outside of work which is always a plus um i feel like i'm usually very like manager minded so i usually don't hang out with like co-workers or stuff you know like oh you know it's business gotta keep it like that but i'm glad i got to go out and hang out with friends uh felt like i haven't done that in a minute so i really appreciate that moment um not only that but again easter happened on sunday praise god um and on monday I got to see one of my favorite bands, Broadside, uh, perform with the Home Team and also Honey Revenge, um, and I got to see them in Philly. So overall, that was a great time, a great show. I won't lie, though, driving into, like, the city of Philly was really stressful for me. High anxiety, I'll admit. Uh, Mainly because I don't remember the last time I've driven into Philly, and not only that, I drove through when it was, like, dinner time, so there's a lot more people on the road, a lot more traffic, so... a big headache but overall a great time now let's get into the countdown for my friend's wedding christian i know it's so crazy you remember it again dan yes of course i remember it why would i not remember right yo this is crazy because this today being the wednesday of course is the second to last wednesday right before my friend's wedding so We have this episode that we're talking on right now, then next week is that week when my friend gets married, so all that can say is, after this, I don't really have a countdown even though I did kind of throw up some ideas last time, but right now, I don't have anything, so we'll see. Um, But again, like I've said a million times before, technically like maybe four or five times because I've only made a couple episodes about it. But I'm excited to see my friend get married, Christian. It's going to be a great time. Um, not only that, but just being down in Florida, it's great to get out of uh, your, your hometown once in a blue moon, am right? Uh, but yeah, so I'm super excited for that. Now, we need to talk about today's topic. I want to talk about something that might be, uh, what's the word, um, a hot topic, <laughs> the store hot topic. Never mind. Um, but no, I wanted to talk about... That's so stupid. I'm sorry. Like, what? <laughs> My brain's so dumb sometimes. Um, but no, I want to talk about... Since we just had Easter, um, which I guess might sound maybe problematic because of the topic I'm going to talk about. But let me let me tell you the topic and then preface it later and then uh, get into what I want to talk about. The topic. So, the topic I want to talk about is church hurt and church healing um now to preface what i mean by that is i think oftentimes you know i've seen facebook posts i've seen heard podcasts i've heard videos like all of this stuff where you know a lot of people will have experienced some kind of hurt within the church and you know i for the longest time never like really experienced church hurt or at least i didn't think i did and then i had and then i was like wow this makes a lot of sense um for me i want you for those who do listen to today's episode to understand that what i'm going to talk about again is my own personal experience and in no way am i trying to um downgrade the church and downgrade any individuals or anything like that All I am going to say is talk about my own personal experience and I think where I stand now in regards to church overall. The reason why I felt like I wanted to talk about this is because it's something that has happened and it was kind of um, a very pivotal time in my life. So I've said that and overall the main, um, main idea, my heart behind this is to not discourage people from going to church it's for me to express that though I experienced church hurt, there is still healing within the church um, and within my life. So, hopefully, you hear that, hear my heart about it. Again, I'm not here to roast anyone. Not here to, um, you know, blast people on my small little podcast. But I want to share with you the fact that people are human. You know, the church tries to represent God. And sometimes we just... We just mess up you know so again if you're you're hearing that you're tracking with me and you want to ride through this episode i appreciate it i think it's a good one i like to think it is but i guess we'll see right so now that i said my piece about it and hopefully we all are taking this with a grain of salt let's get into the topic of church hurt church healing um i don't know why i paused so long um i think i got nervous but yeah, so like for me, I want to go into this and say, you know, for the longest time, at least when I was younger in church, I don't think I experienced church hurt. Um, I think, you know, I to be completely transparent, I was kind of raised in the church. Like I would go to church every Sunday, you know, went to Sunday school, went to the main service, you know, heard the Bible, heard people preach, teach, you know, the whole nine yards, right? And for those who have been in church for most of their lives, or at least even like a season, I guess you could call it, um, you wouldn't know what I'm talking about. You know you know about the sermon, you know about the worship, you know about um, prayer, tithing, um, the whole nine yards, right? And I won't lie, for the longest time, you know, I don't think I truly understood church. Like, I knew I had to go. I knew I was supposed to go, if not like, I don't know, it was like a bad thing to do. And, and I know that sounds very elementary, but to be fair, like, I think I was in, like, elementary school, and it was such, like, a normal part of my life, you know? And then as I grew up, you know, it was so normal that, of course, Sundays we go to church. Sundays we, you know, do this, we do that, and, you know, that's it, right? So, it was so, um, I guess, habitual that I didn't see anything weird or wrong, or, you know, I didn't experience anything. And I will admit, again, to be very transparent, the same knucklehead I was, or at least that I felt I was, in my school, I think I even portrayed a little bit of that in my church. Um, Not to say I was a bad kid, but again, I will admit that I think there was some needed, um, I don't want to say attention, I think a lot more maybe love or time or maybe some attention to me um, in a healthy manner that could have made, that could have helped me a lot more, whether that was church, school or overall life. Um, Now that I'm older, I realize that. And yeah, I won't lie, I was a knucklehead a lot of times throughout my childhood. You know, not to say I was a troublemaker, but I think there's times where like I was troublesome, right? Um, But yeah, so all that to say is, the longest time, you know, I went to, like, one church for, I think, all the way from, like, when I was a little kid all the way up to, I think, the start of high school, and then high school I switched churches um, because I think my family wanted to find a new church, and I think the church we had been attending there was like changes that were going on so i went to a new church where i met my best friend jason um and we you know just went through life together being best bros uh which is great loved it and again new church new church environment new people um you know it was it's a great church you know my family still goes to that same church and again nothing wrong with it um was there some hiccups and stuff that You know, maybe it could have been better or changed or whatever. Sure, absolutely. You know, I don't think... If you go into a church and think that everyone needs to be perfect, I think you'll be sorely disappointed. And you'll see that there's a lot of broken people, a lot of, like, inconsistent people, a lot of inconsiderate people who are trying to be better, right? Because, again, going to church, you know, at least from, uh, I remember, like, various sermons being talked about this church is like a hospital right you don't go to the hospital when you're healthy you go because you need help right and i think at the end of the day uh, if we're looking at this in a christian christian perspective we need to realize that we all carry sin, right? So no matter how well we're doing, we still need to go to church, or at least that's the idea, be in part of the church. And again, you know, Dan, you know, whoa, Dan, you're saying church, do you mean the building? Do you mean the organization? Do you mean the people? Because again, with us Christian people, we like to break it down and, you know, really specify things. And when I when I mean church, I mean like church in the body of Christ. And for those who may not be Christians, this might be just random words I'm almost saying to you. Um, or at least you might understand like, oh yeah, like I've heard that rhetoric before, like, you know, I've heard those terms or those Christian Christianese, right? I hope you can track with me. And again, if this is not your episode to listen to, I do apologize. Um, I really feel like this is something I want to talk about. And again... This is just showing a perspective of who I am. And at the end of the day, you might understand, wow, Dan, you're you're crazy, right? (laughs) But this is the reason why. (laughs) Anyway, all that to say is, you know, I went to church and then I went to my ministry program. And y'all know about the ministry program. I made like three or four episodes about that. Um, The one where I talk about, I think I was in a cult. Um, and I use that as more, like, satire, even though there were some very, like, odd things I did in the program, um, it was still, you know, I think impactful, right? Um, and again, the, for where I was in my life, I think it's where I needed to be at the moment, and, you know, because of that, I was able to live in Florida for, like, ten years, like, it was so crazy, you know, Uh, like, a great opportunity. Now, I'm back in PA, and you might be going, wow, well, you moved back for your family, right? Yes, I did. I won't lie, though, in the last, like, maybe year or so, I think I was in Florida. Um, The church I was attending, I had worked with, I was an intern with, uh, my ministry program partnered with the whole nine yards. I knew a lot of the pastors there, a lot of the, like, well, I wouldn't say I knew a lot of the congregation. I knew a good amount of the congregation, and if anything, I think more of the congregation knew who I was versus knowing who they were specifically. Um, And, yeah, it was It was a great time Um, you know again I had great tutelage under the worship pastor there Uh, loved him loved his wife and like his whole family and uh, the department I worked under because it was great they really helped me become even more of who I needed to be I think and allowed me to make mistakes or um, you know grow in the different opportunities and again this kid who did not know anything about music had a lot of opportunity to learn about music but not only that but learn about like the heart behind worship music right because again music i believe is such a powerful thing and though we as christians i don't believe we should rely solely on that i think it can still be very impactful in the various seasons of our lives so yeah i'm down for worship music right (laughs) um but yeah so all that to say is had a great time but and let's let's talk about the craziness because this is the hurt, right? Um, I was living on campus at the church because I was uh, part of the staff there. You know, I was an intern, but also uh, we had like these apartments where we rented out to um, different people within the church and also the ministry program when it was running. Um, the students lived there too, but I became the resident apartment manager there. And it was a cool opportunity. I remember approaching the, I think he was the, I think he's the associate pastor at the time. I feel like that's the correct term. Either way, he was, or maybe he was the executive. Never mind. Either way, he was a pastor who um, handled a lot of the operational stuff at the church. Uh, Because this was a big church, or still is a big church. And there was a lot of moving parts, a lot of different departments, all that. Um, But I got the opportunity to run the apartment to make sure everyone was okay, safe, blah, 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 blah right? Um, so it's something I'm very proud of because I never thought I would have that opportunity, but being able to take care of the apartments, connect with different people in the staff there and all that is really great. And ironically, that was also one of the like odd breaking points, I think, for me and the Dean of Students in my ministry program, because she always saw me as like, oh, you're just a student, but then I was like, no, dude, like, I'm, like, your coworker. like, yes, I don't do your, like, department kind of work, but we go to the same meetings, isn't that crazy, like, not only that, like, I also was interning under the uh, worship pastor, so I'm like, yeah, I might be an intern, but I'm still here for the business meeting, or, like, the church meeting, so, like, we were co-workers, bro, or ma'am, I guess, and I think she did not really see that and, um, you know, had her own opinions, but to be fair, and we're being blunt about this, there's a lot of her own opinions that I believe are not right, um, and, you know, I'm gonna leave it at that, because, <laughs> again, I'm not here to blast people, even though I could, um, but that was one thing but then let's go and I think that kind of started sorry I'm just like totally thought about that but it's like some of that stuff where some of the church hurt began because again I was I went through the program you know I was this that and the other like I did this I was able to help with that be a part of this ministry and do that ministry and I guess it was crazy to see like this dean of students who supported me when I was in the program but then when I left expecting me to still fall under her line of thinking and her way of, like, oh, this is how you should act, when in reality, I'm like, no, like, yeah, you kind of helped me build that foundation for, like, to help figure out who I needed to be, but now that I'm done, like, under the program, now I'm like, you gotta let me fly, you know? Um, so for that, it was... I think she had a hard time understanding that, and for me, I am i won't lie. I can be very... um. I guess, passionate and sometimes hard-headed when it comes to, like, certain beliefs or things I believe is true. Not to say I'm going to fight you, like, tooth and nail about it, but, you know, there are certain things where I'm like, look, I know you might think this is how it's going to be, but, like, no, it, like, it really isn't that. When when the reality is, like, on my side, right? Um, so that was, like, I think a lot of the small little... Um, I guess, like, knife cuts, you could call it, of her from the Dean of Students, and, you know, again, like, I ha- she wanted me to, I think, still remain conformed under her ideals, when in reality a lot of people out of the program did not follow her ideals, and, you know, she had talked about alumni, Uh, when I was still in the program and how certain people were living certain ways and other people were living other ways and, you know, she had her own opinions about it and she said, she didn't say it outright she kind of did, you know, the subtle like yeah, they're doing this, you know or, oh, they're, you know, doing that right? And, you know, at the end of the day, teach their own and thank God we don't live under like the authority and judgment of the Dean of Students because you know, we're all human. We're all trying to figure it out. We're gonna fast forward now to the other, like, main portion of The Church Hurt. So, now, for a lot of people, y'all, this is, like, probably brand new stuff. But I got kicked out of my, uh, I guess you could say I got terminated from my, I didn't, I guess terminated could be, actually, no, I didn't. Sorry, let me retract that. Um, because... I had talked to the executive pastor there and the role of uh, resident apartment manager was no longer needed so that position ended and i was going to still remain uh allowed to stay on the campus and you know just be a normal person there i guess is the best way of saying it um, and that was cool but i was working at this uh my credit union job that i used to work at that was terrible, by the way, um, which you can hear from other episodes. But um, I got an email from the executive pastor one day, saying that I am getting removed out of my apartment, and I have 24 hours to leave. Now, it's crazy because here's a couple fun facts. One, I have that email still like stored because I'm like I think that was such a crazy thing to have, uh, but they said I need to be out. So what did I do? I had to call uh, my boss at my job and be like, Hey, I gotta take off. Like, my, I might be losing where I'm living right now. And she was like, Okay, cool. Whatever. Peace out. I go and meet with the executive pastor. And, le- like, okay, so, like, let's paint this picture, right? I just got an email saying, I need to leave where I live. And this was Florida. My hometown is Allentown, Pennsylvania. More than, like, or at least at least an hour, or an hour, at least 24 hours driving time to get home. And all of a sudden, I'm getting informed that I gotta go, right? So I make a quick meeting with the executive pastor, try to keep it chill, because, you know, like, this is new information. I don't know why I'm getting kicked out, right? So I go into this meeting with the executive pastor, right? And he's talking to me and he's like hey so i just want you to know like you know you if you're wondering why you're getting kicked out here's the reason you uh like a maintenance did like a check in your apartment because they're like they uh we had maintenance on campus and they could fix the different things on campus and the apartment so they could get access into my apartment Um, and they were like we looked for an item that was cause for um reason to search i was like okay i don't know what that means and they were like, well, we found the item that, um, that was taken. And I was like, I don't know what could be taken because I don't steal things. Crazy, right? And they, uh, the pastor was like, well, it looks like someone was missing a longboard and they found it in your apartment. Which it's crazy, because I go, oh, like, that's what they thought, or that's what they found, like, yeah, like, don't get me wrong, like, that longboard was in my apartment, but here's the thing, the longboard was right by my door, like, it was not hidden, it was literally at my door, because I knew it was someone else's, right, and I had posted, and I literally, I showed that executive pastor a timestamp on my Instagram that I had posted, showing, Hey, I found this longboard. Does this belong to anyone? And it was a picture of the longboard, and I had a couple of friends like comment on it, saying like, "Oh, it's mine!" You know, like just joking around. But I found it, and I'm like, "Look, you know, if no one reaches out to me, I'm just gonna like put it to the side of my apartment because I'm the resident apartment manager, and this longboard is literally out in the parking lot. I'll hold it till someone tells me." It's theirs, and I'll give it back. Whoa, what a crazy concept, Dan. So, I took it, put it in my apartment. Again, it was literally by my door, and I did not ever touch it. I didn't ride it. I literally kept it there. So, if anyone told me, oh, someone's missing a longboard, I could then give them the longboard. Crazy concept, I know. Next, here's the other fun part about painting this picture. I lived on the second floor of my apartment building, and I had underneath me a resident that lived underneath me who was like an intern. Not only that, but the person um, right next to my my apartment was uh, other interns. Now, here's the crazy part: I had um, this executive pastor told me the other reason why we're get, we're kicking you out is because someone lost their AirPods and it looks like when they did find my AirPods, it was in your apartment. And it wasn't quote unquote in their apartment. However, when they had come back like the next day, they were able, like they found their AirPods in their apartment. Now here's the crazy part, because the first one that said they lost it was the, um, my next door neighbor. And not only that, but they knew the guy below me who was also an intern. And it was very ironic that somehow, quote-unquote, AirPods got lost in my apartment, a place they've never been in. I don't know those guys, never talked to those guys, in like, very, like, at all, really. And so all of a sudden, I am being told that I stole their AirPods. Also, a little fun fact here, these are just normal, basic AirPod like, Gen 1. I know, that's, like, this may sound like not needed information, but... I have bought AirPod Pros, like I think for uh, that Black Friday, or maybe like like a time before where I was like, there is no need for me to buy crappy, or I guess steal, buy, uh, steal crappy AirPods when they're Gen 1, when I have AirPod Pros that literally sound better, do a lot of things better, and like, like, like why? Why would I need that, right? So... I told my executive pastor. I'm like, look, man, like, I have AirPod Pros. I know that sounds like a dumb argument, but I'm like, I can show you my receipt and the whole nine yards. Like, I don't need, like, their AirPods. And homie, like, after I showed him the timestamp, like, it literally said the date, the time, and, like, the location of where the board was, and telling him about the AirPods, I'm like, dude, there's no way, like, I, I did this. He literally goes, like yeah, like, you know, we're still gonna, we're still gonna remove you, and I was like, what? And this is, this is why, like, I can remember this, because, again, I think this still bothers me and hurts me, is, because, again, I knew this executive pastor for so long, you know, like, I was, I met him in my ministry program, and, like, you know, like, he was not just, like, a normal, like, a regular pastor I would see every so often, like, I would, like, hang out with him and see him, like, a couple times, like, pretty frequently, honestly, um, but, he goes, you know, Dan, like, you changed, like, you know, ever since you left Vans, you, like, you've changed, and I'm like, w- what are you talking about? Like, I went to work at a credit union, like, if anything, like, I changed maybe for the better, to some degree, one would argue, um, but I'm like, I hear what you're saying, but, like, I don't think I, I'm, I did anything drastic in my changing, um, and so, He's like, you know, I don't know what's happened, but, like, we're gonna continue to let you go, which was crazy. Also, fun fact, this was during when, like, you know, a certain pandemic was pretty uh, crazy high at the moment, but whatever. Um, So, you know, I did the best thing I can do, and I'm like, alright, cool. Like, you know, I gathered a lot of my things, threw out a lot of stuff, gave away a lot of stuff. Like, literally, there was so much stuff that I had um that I just now didn't have anymore. Thank God my friend Zach allowed me to use his family's uh, storage unit because there was a lot of stuff that I, like, couldn't take but I still wanted just in case. Um, and because of that, they, like, really helped me out. Ironically, I had heard from other people uh, who I ran into that pastor who knew that I knew, or I'm sorry, that executive pastor knew that person and knew that I knew them. And when they had conversed, I guess the, uh, the verdict was he also thought I was on drugs when we had met, which was crazy. Because he's like, yeah, like, he seemed, like, really stressed out, like, he seemed like he was very antsy. And I'm like, when my friend told me that, I'm like, are you crazy? Literally, my executive pastor is kicking me out of the place I'm living off of false accusations where I've proven the truth in the matter and I'm still getting kicked out. Like I would argue that does allow me to have some kind of stress presented in this scenario. Um, so all that to say is that was very distra- uh, this devastating. Very sorry, sorry, devastating for me. But think god for people that cared about me and loved me because people let me sleep uh at their places helped me out again my roommate christian i got to meet him and he, dude i'm telling you christian was even though like him and i may have not talked about it that much he was such an integral part of that transition and really helped me out not only that but the nonprofit profit right nature dude they were beyond like they were God-saved, to be honest. Like, they helped me in a tough situation. And even the friends that I made at that uh, nonprofit place, you know, they invited me out to, I think, like, their church. And I, you know, for someone who just got kind of rooted out of one church, wasn't really sure if I wanted to go to another church. Um, and it was Gate Ministries down in Florida. And, you know... I'll, i gonna be honest, I felt like the worst person on earth. Like, I felt like my words were not, like, worthy of anything. Who I was was not worthy of anything. Like, everything I had worked for and towards at that church and the life and the time I gave there, like, I felt like I was just, I don't know, I just felt very, um... I guess pathetic might be a great word, or just, like, not real. I know that sounds silly, but, like, that's a really good... Way of putting it. I felt like I was broken, and I just felt like, like, hearing the truth on my end was not good enough, even when I presented the facts, right? So, here I am going to the church with my friends, and I was like, I don't really know how I'm feeling. Dude, I am telling you, like, when one door closes, and, you know, the people you thought had your back, and that changes, and you walk into this new season of life when you're not ready for it, like, dude, it it changed my life. I'm telling you, like, for those who may not believe in God, may not believe in religion and all that, that is perfectly fine, and I'm, I'm cool with you doing what you want to do. I'm telling you, when I went to uh, City Gate Church or Ministries, and we did the worship there, and I heard the sermon, dude, it changed my life. Like, it, I was literally standing there, like, almost, like, just crying my eyes out, because here I was, like, back in the church, like, literally, like, a week later, it felt like, and, you know, I was, in my heart, still seen as worthy, still seen as someone who had value, um, not only in the church, but also with God, you know, like, I felt like I messed up somehow, and I don't, I didn't know how to fix it, because what I thought would fix it, didn't fix it, so here I was just like feeling very broken and the fact that I still have friends I still have people who have my back people who like fought for me like it was crazy dude my mom she was ready to fight people like she was like I'm gonna come down there and get everyone I'm like mom I don't I don't need you to do that like this This is not in the vibe right now but you know it was it was great to see that people have my back you know and I think for a long time like even now like I have a hard time going to church because it's not that I feel Like a um, an outcast anymore But like after Getting out of that rhythm for so long It's really hard to kind of get back into the rhythm Of church. It's hard to like See church with the right eyes With the right heart and, and almost to some degree it was really hard for me To see God with like The right perspective. Now again You might be going well Dan like You can't blame God. You can't do this. You can't do that Sure 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 sure. I, I hear you But like understand that I got like blasted, (laughs) like I got roasted by people who said they cared about me, had my best intentions, the whole nine yards. And it was wrapped around the idea of Christianity and God and the church. When all that was broken, I didn't really have much left. Because to be fair, a lot of my identity and as I've grown up has been related with God, the church, and being a Christian. So once that got broken... It was very tough for me to figure out who I wanted to be, who I needed to be, all of that. Um, and then, you know, it took me a long time. I mean, I will admit, even, like, talking about this now, I know those emotions can be uh, still felt very, very, very vividly, sorry. Um, so it is still, like, a tough subject because, like, the fact that a church would do that, people who love the Lord would do that, it really hurt. Now let's pause here because again this is not me trying to tear down the church not trying to tear down christians or god or any of that for me the reason why i'm telling you this is because at the end of the day what i realized and this was very like instantaneous when i realized this was the fact that even though i felt hurt in all this i was able to recognize this was human people trying their best to do what god wanted them to do when in reality, even though it was, in my opinion, very wrong, very hurtful, and very um, inappropriate, like, they tried their best, you know? So do I still hold grudges towards the people that had hurt me? Honestly, I want to say no, but I think there is still hurt, right? So it may not be a grudge, like, I want to get back, but there still is that wound of hurt where I'm, like, learning to let it heal. And doing that was... Uh, it still is a process right and then even like being a christian again it's it's that questioning like oh so like do i still want to be a christian do i still want to do whatever this looks like and to a degree like yes i do i like one thousand percent want to but some of the stuff that i used to do because that was such a habitual thing is something i've challenged now you know like for example, like. Do I feel like I need a good church, like a a building? Not exactly. Do I believe community is important? Absolutely. No matter if you're a Christian or not a Christian, community is something we all need. Um, But as a Christian, in this scenario, I would say yes, I do want to be connected with like-minded individuals, people who love the Lord and want to do the best to serve their community and love those who need it. All that to say is... I think that is something I want. Do I think I need to be part of an organization? Like, you know, the Assemblies of God, which is a denomination, or Church of God, or a Presbyterian church, or blah, 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 blah. No, I don't think I need to be part of an organization. I think I need to be part of the overall body of Christians. And, And again, like, to be honest, like, yeah, there's a lot of us Christians who say we love the Lord and say we love others. And we do very opposite ways of thinking in that. I'm gonna raise my hand and say I do that. I say I love God and I love people, but there's a lot of things that I know that I don't do either. Is that shameful? Yes, absolutely. I'm not here to say I'm perfect, and I'm never gonna say I'm perfect. Dear Lord, if I'm perfect, y'all are y'all are doomed. <laughs> but no, I mean, for me, I know that. There's a lot that I need to work with. There's a lot of things I need to be better at and be better at, right? And not in terms of a service thing and like not to put points on the board or clock in, clock out for the Lord. But as a Christian, as someone who wants to be, you know, a good person for someone who wants to love like Jesus loved, like there's a lot of opportunity for me to do that. Am I trying to be better at that? I, I like to think I am. Do I have my moments of weakness? all the time, bro. Like, like countless times. Like, yeehaw! I am just, yikes. <laughs> but, all that to say is, it was through that pain, it was through that hurt, that I learned to be a better person. To love a lot better like Christ. Um, and, you know, maybe some people will be like, well, I don't know why you'd be a Christian, or why you still would want to be part of a community like that, or whatever. And, you know, maybe it does sound crazy, you know? But I believe in, like, the overall idea of what God wants me to do in my life as a Christian, right? And, you know, some people would say, Hey, Dan, like, that's super, like, crazy. You're telling us this story. Like, isn't this, like, a little embarrassing for you? Isn't this, like, maybe some shame involved? And yeah, I will admit, like, me expressing this, it is a very, like... It, it almost seems a little comedic, to be fair, because it sounds like nothing This would happen, but behold, it happened, right? Um, and it was just... I don't know. I, I feel like it still needs to be said, still needs to be spoken about. Again, not to criticize the church, not to criticize people, because, again, we're all humans, and we're all trying to do our best, but this is a evident situation where I got hurt, but there's still growth through all of that you know my uh, my best friend's mom uh miss constantine uh reminded me of the story of joseph and uh, the coat of many colors i think a lot of people know this story but all that to say is like if you don't know it i mean i would still highly recommend reading the dang story um but homie got like You know he time and time again you know he was called like you know blessed and he was gonna rule nations and this that and the other and you know homie got thrown into prison homie uh you know had false accusations that even when he knew he didn't do that you know he still got thrown into like you know again prison and you know like opportunity after opportunity he got um, people tried to like stop him right and i am not saying in any way i'm joseph no way i have my struggles i made my complaints i have all that right but in the same way like i i don't need my story to end for me to be like the guy that goes aha i got you you know or like oh now i'm in this high sea of power of power and now you guys are gonna bow to me no i don't want that i believe that you know the situation that happened and transpired, um, was a bummer. It was not great. But where I'm at now I think it's a lot better. Now, I would argue a year ago or maybe right after the situation, there'd be a lot of bitterness maybe in my heart about the situation and, you know, even now I know there's still some like frustration about the matter. Um, but I believe walking away from everything that happened and still being who I am now, like I think that's a God shame, I think that's a win, again, not perfect, but it really helped me to be, I think, a better Christian, you know, it helped me really see what I needed to be and who I needed to be, you know, because even after um, that stuff happened, like, again, here I was walking around with shame, you know, and brokenness and felt like I was like this huge, like, horrible person, even though I didn't do anything wrong. But I am so thankful for my friends, for Ryan Nature. I'm so thankful for um, other pastors who are from other churches who supported me. I know Mission Community the pastor there. Um, he, like, he heard my story and he was just like, "Hey, man! Like, I know you may not be feeling it, but you're always invited to Mission Community. You know, we're here for you. You know, and it was." it was a lot it was really tough for me I'm not gonna lie I was in a very fragile moment of my life there and again having those strong people that cared for me and loved me again my roommate who I met like all of it was crazy but it all needed to happen and here I am like recording this episode to tell you guys that hey you know you may not be going through the greatest season in your life at times, and maybe a lot of crap has happened where, you know, you know, your value has been questioned or your truth has been questioned or, you know, you're walking around feeling like you're not good enough. I'm here to tell you that you are. and you know, I'm here to tell you that I've been through some crap, dug through the mud, and I'm still standing. I'm still a quirky crazy, dumb mother liquor who who, uh, loves cats, loves coffee, and still loves God, you know? And tries his darnest to love people. Uh, I'm still working on that. I work in retail, so give me a break. (laughs) But, um, but yeah, so all I have to say is, you know, again, this is a little bit of a longer episode, but um, I am here to say that, you know, whatever you're going through, like, don't give up. You know, sometimes it's tough, and... You're not going to see the light of day and, you know, you you feel like, you feel like you're not going to make it, but you are. Why? Because here I am. You know, I will admit there's been multiple times i felt down and out and wanted to end it all. But lo and behold, your boy's still here. I have no idea what I'm doing, but I know I'm here for people. I know I'm here to give hope to others. And I know I'm here to inspire you guys or at least give you hope for at least one more day so with that being said again and i know i've repeated this a lot but i need you guys to understand even though i had church hurt it was also the church that helped me heal it was also god who helped me heal it was good friends good family and just time to let me heal so yeah it it takes time i'm still working through it but you know what's crazy i'm still trying my best and you know maybe I am a knucklehead but I'm a knucklehead that loves people so with that that that's my episode I'm sure I'm gonna get uh comments from my friends and homies who have never heard this story um you know and I'm sure other people are gonna have other opinions or perspectives on it um you know I'm sure like if you were to talk to my executive pastor at the time he'll say something different um but you know here's my story I believe it's true, and I'm sticking with it, because it is true, because I have still the evidence for a lot of this. Boom, roasted. <laughs> anyway, that ends my episode. Again, you know, I'm here, I'm in your corner, um, and I'm thankful for you guys being mine. So with that, I'll talk to y'all next time. <laughs> Take it easy.